check us out to hear the latest on life in the volunteer state. Yvonka and her guests discuss everything from life, love, and business with a Tennessee flair. It's a Tennessee thing! Always relatable, always relevant, and always a good time. This is Talking Tennessee, and now your host, Yvonka. Welcome back to Talking Tennessee with Yvonka. I am your host, and guess what? It is Autism Awareness Month in April, and guess what? We've got Adrian in here, and we're going to break it down. Welcome to Talking Tennessee. Hey, everybody. How are you? Well, you, uh, Adrian, what have you been doing this week? Working nonstop. It's been a crazy week. A good one, but crazy. Okay, okay. How's real estate? Busy. Busy, busy, busy. busy. I've been, it seems like, writing a contract every other day, which, hey, I'm thankful for it. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but it's been busy. A lot going on. Helping clients as always. That's awesome. That's awesome. On How's my real you? estate side, I will say it's been very busy with buyers and sellers. Uh, we're uh, listing property. We're helping buyers. We're helping buyers get pre-approved. So if you want to get pre-approved, be sure to call us at 660-1186 or 659-6860. It's 660-1186, area code 865 or 865-659-6860. But today, we're talking about autism and what effects it makes to a human being and how you can get past so you can have a fruitful life and live a long life. It's Autism Awareness Month, guys, if you didn't know that. Yes. So let's let's tackle. What is autism, Adrian? So autism is a bioneurological development disability that generally appears to most kids before the age of three. Autism impacts the normal development of a brain in all areas of social interaction. Mm-hmm. So they there are so many people um, that have children um, that get tested before three, but there's some that the parents may not get them tested uh, for whatever reason to after three. And so the biggest thing, early detection of um, someone that is autistic is key to them having a fruitful life. Autism affects one to 54 children. Isn't that crazy, guys? That's such a huge range. When I was, when we were, you know, going over and looking at facts and stuff, it kind of blew my mind that there's so many children that do get affected. So many people ask, is there a cure for autism? There's not. There's no cure for autism. However, early intervention and treatment can improve and sometimes completely overcome symptoms. That's big. That was one thing, you know, we've talked to different people that we know that have autistic children and then just doing our research in general, um, the early detection, early prevention and stuff like that is really, really key to being able to help with, you know, a child having autism. Speaking of that, this episode is dedicated to Cooper Kendig. He is uh, autistic, but guess what? You would never know because his parents got him tested, worked with him throughout his life, and Cooper is just a normal kid to me. So people would say, okay, Yvonka, why do you say that Cooper is just a normal kid to you? Because he is. 
Every child has something that you have to work with them to develop them into. So this is just one thing that Cooper has to be developed in. So he's no different than any normal kid that every day. That's have true. you ever thought about that? That's every true. kid has something that you have to develop them in. It could be shyness to get them to talk. It could be a kid that is very outgoing, but they are very hyper. So you have to develop them into, you know, being outgoing, but at the same time being able to calm down so they can hear others, consider others, so that they can have friends that will appreciate them. So all kids go through something this is just Cooper's. So I dedicate this episode to my friend Cooper King. We love him. We love him. His parents, Greg and Kara, and Finley is his sister. And let me just say, they're an awesome family. They are. And I'm so glad that they welcomed me into their family and taught me about autism. Mm. I really didn't know much about it. I really didn't. And so I got to interact with Cooper, and it was amazing. I'll tell you a story, um, a quick story. Cooper came to an Easter egg hunt at my house, and I had a candy machine. It was a motion candy machine, and Cooper Cooper didn't know it. And so nobody in the room knew, but Cooper walks up to the candy machine, and just somehow he moved his hand uh, near the candy machine, and candy fell out. So Cooper just started laughing, laughing, laughing. His parents, you know, was like shocked because they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want candy falling over in your floor or whatever. And I was like, to me, the best part was just seeing this kid laugh. This kid was laughing was so the hard. the sweetest thing I've I'll ever seen. I'll put any kid up to him because that laugh, I can hear it to this day. And the more he would swipe his hand, the more candy fell out. And then Kara and, and Greg finally realized we could care less about that candy. We just want to see the kid laugh and, you know, just have a good time. So guess what? I went and bought him a candy machine. So he's got his own at his own house. So guess what? It's that it's simple. Moments, yeah. Don't make it be that if you see a child that's autistic, don't make that child feel like, they did something wrong. Yes, you have to try your best to, you know, deal with whatever's going on. But if anybody in that room would have made him feel like that he did something wrong, oh, it would have been it would have been a problem. Oh, it would yeah. have been a problem with me. Because one thing that we've even um, just in our talks with different people that have autistic children, um, one thing they have learned and said is you cannot be ashamed if your child has autism. Don't be ashamed of it. You have to more or less embrace it. It may not be the easiest thing, but embracing it helps them. And let me say this. Let me, when it comes to the parents, you know, it's easy for us to say at the beginning, you know, when you first find out that, oh, you just need to embrace it. That's easy to say. It's easy. It's hard, yeah. Because we're not going through it. Right. And I know a lot of parents, you know, maybe both parents, one parent, whatever, um, may one embrace it better than the other one or both of them get in denial and that type thing, you know, it's okay. It's okay to feel like, oh, this is a letdown, but you have to pull yourself back up and say, you know what, God, thank you 
for giving me my child, boy or girl. But it may be challenging, but guess what? I still have a child to love on. That child's going to love you. And that child's going to depend on you even more. So it's going to be a beautiful thing. So don't look at your child as, you know, like you failed or you did something wrong mm -hmm. in your pregnancy. Because I hear a lot of women say, oh my gosh, what could I have done differently? What could I have done? Well, guess what? Nothing. Yeah, autism is not something that you can, it's prevent. not a prevent type thing. Some kids just get it and then others don't. You know, and you just got to know you need to talk to your pediatrician. Don't be ashamed if your child has uh, autism. And get the information. Read as much as you can about it. Get connected in uh, your community. You know, bring your child around other autistic kids. And guess what? They will get more comfortable with how they need to interact with kids. There's a lot of parents out here that may have one autistic child but don't have another. The other child doesn't, you know, and that is challenging too, but it can be overcome. And just give your child encouragement. Like I said, that is a huge thing. I think that we've heard is the encouragement is what really gets not only the child through, but it also can get the parents through too um, in, in certain ways. So I would definitely encourage that as well. And for all families, I would say, support organizations that help fund the research for autism, mm -hmm. okay? You know, I am a big giver. I try to, my family are big givers. And if you know that there's a way that you could sow a seed, and when I say seed, I'm talking about a financial seed, into an organization that can do good and do research because at any uh, illness or any disease or any condition, they have to have money to do research for a cure, okay? You have to do that. Another thing, laboring. Go to the organization and say, what can I do to give back? What can I do to donate some time, you know, to help volunteer, you know, for parents that just need a break? Mm -hmm. Because trust me, those parents need a break. We need a break as a parent. But just imagine when you're going through all the different changes in an autistic child. You may love your child, but everybody needs a break just to breathe because they're going to be stronger and better for their family when they can get some sleep, when they can get, you know, out to have a date night with their husband, when they can get out and, you know, spend some time with the child that is not autistic so that child doesn't feel like they're left behind. Mm, that's very true. Because sometimes the child that is not autistic can be left behind because parents don't know how to balance it. They forget, okay, this child may not have this learning disability, but this child does. So they put more time in the autistic child, and there is still another child in that household being left behind. Help those parents to get a balance. 
And I will tell you guys, if you are in the Knoxville area, you guys can probably check out Autism Site Knoxville. Um, it is an organization here that does help with autistic children. They do different trips um, for the kids to go on and just different support and things like that. Um, so that could be something that you guys utilize as far as, you know, getting your child into different things, learning more about autism if it's something that just came up kind of in your child's life. Um, whatever the case may be, I would definitely utilize whatever platforms you possibly can and encourage other, um, other parents. If you, you know, you know, another, uh, parent, uh, another set of parents that has an autistic child, give what information that you can build a community that everybody can help each other because everyone's probably going through the same things, just maybe a tad different because of each child, but you guys can still feed off of each other and see what works for your child and what doesn't. If you are in the Knoxville area or surrounding areas, please, please, please help Autism Site Knoxville. Help Autism Site Knoxville. Mm -hmm. I've met her. She's wonderful. We've been to her center. You know, we've done some things with her. I mean, she is phenomenal. Yes, yeah, she is. And she has two kids that are autistic. Mm -hmm. And then she has two kids that are not. Now, tell me if that's not hard. You know, but she wanted to make a difference in this world, make a difference in this community. So guess what? We're going to make a difference with her. So please, please, please uh, support her. 40% of children with autism are nonverbal. Isn't that shocking, guys? I, when I was going through kind of and just researching and stuff, I was like, that is such a big percentage to me. It is. 40% is nonverbal. Autism is the fastest growing development disorder in our country. It is. Talking to your pediatrician and getting your child tested is key to their development. Of what I'm understanding, a girl, it, autism is harder on girls than it is boys. So the key is you should get all your kids tested and figure out what plan and developmental uh, procedures you need to put in place for that child. You have to know educating yourself on autism to help you better understand your child. If you don't research don't read about things, talk to your pediatrician, talk to other parents that have went through it, you will, you will not be educated on how to interact with your child on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. That Those key components will help you to be stronger in your house when no one's there. So make sure that you reach out to, you know, Site, uh, autism site Knoxville, reach out, find other families, ask them, you know, hey, how do you interact when this happens? Yes, that's big. That is big. Because everyone's going to kind of go through their ups and downs when it comes to it. And that's natural because you're the same time they're learning as the child, almost how to, you know, go through life. You're also learning as the parent too how to go through life with your child. Exactly. Because it's just a different way of, of living a little bit. Let me give you some signs of uh, autism. So the signs are loss of previously acquired speech, avoidance of eye contact, persistent preference for solitude, difficulty understanding other people's feelings, delayed language development, 
repetitive behaviors, and they're, they have an unusual and intense reaction to sounds, smells, textures, lights, and colors. And that last one, when I was looking at that, it made me think of Cooper. Because yes. the, the motion of the candy, I mean, he just had a ball with it. Well, the motion and the color. Yeah. Because you remember it was M&M's, and it yeah. was all these different colors. Just falling down. down. Yeah. So it and and the and it had a light on it. Mm-hmm. So all those different things triggered him to want that. And then also this candy machine, y'all, it's solid red. So that's kind of I think what made him go straight to it because mm-hmm. he's thinking of the color. We even did a um, blow up uh, moonwalk in our yard for that Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cooper saw it, and it, you know the moonwalk is different colors. Yep. So Cooper went straight to it. And I remember Kara saying, no, with the Easter egg hunt, hadn't started yet, Cooper. And Cooper's looking like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. Honey, I and he had that. a ball. I love Okay, that. a ball. So those are some signs that you can say, okay, are those signs there? You know, um, and if you have some of the signs, but you don't have some of them, just get the child tested. Autism is such a a fast-growing development disorder. That's the reason why you have to um, get them tested mm-hmm. early on. Behavioral education is key. Yes. Those treatments that they do is key. Family therapy may reduce symptoms for the child. In return, it helps the family to cope and make their home more normal. Mm-hmm. And supporting developmental learning helps everybody in that home. And the other families that you know that you connect with talk to each other and find out how they got through certain things and what they had to remove and do and add to their home to make it more normal for that child and the rest of the family. Those are key components of to help an autistic child. Know that your pediatrician is your soundboard for your child. Mm-hmm. Because if they're saying that a child is basically detected in the first three years of their life, that pediatrician is going to be that lifeline. So make sure that you talk to your pediatrician and tell them, write down, get you a notebook, a journal, and write down certain things so you don't forget them, okay? Write down, you know, how your child, let's say her name was Mary. Mary did this today. You know, I might need to mention this. Write that down. And I would do before... I went to the doctor, I would do a 10-day, you know, evaluation of our day and just journal what the last 10 days is like so that the, so the doctor that you speak with, or the pediatrician, basically, um, will know what your everyday turns out to be That's and what idea. you've dealt with. So the last 10 days, so it'll be more fresh information for the pediatrician to understand 
what you go through day to day. And I think that's even, even you know, if your child has been diagnosed to have autism, that's still a good thing to do is journaling so that if something was to happen or when you're going to these different developmental things and behavioral things and stuff like that, you can show whoever it is, hey, this is what, you know, happened yesterday. Or this is what happened last week. Um, and I think that's good for the developmental process. And you know what I would do? I would get a binder and put it in different categories so that if there's ever a parent asking you how did they deal with certain things, you can go back to that binder of what you've logged mm -hmm. and tell them accurate information. I remember when my child did this. Oh, let me look in my binder. Let me see how we dealt with that mm -hmm. and make sure when you write down what happened and occurred, how did you resolve it. And we've had some parents that do write down, that have told us that they do write down um, their child's behaviors and actions and things of that nature. Yes. And so let's talk, let's shift it a little bit on the adults. We want everybody to be diagnosed um, early on, but studies show that a lot of people grow up, parents are in denial they don't want to test their child, get their child tested, because they know that's going to be on record, so they just ignore it. Or they label the child as bad behavior. Some people medicate their, their children um, thinking it is a ADHD or, you know, those type disorders when it's really not that, mm -hmm. or ADD. Uh, so they grow up, people grow up to become adults and they get into marriages and their family and they're autistic. And so those adults will never want to believe that they have the symptoms of being autistic. So you have to ask yourself as an adult, do I want to be in denial like my parents or do I want to get myself the help that I should have got as a child? There's no point of, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, what your parents should have done. What are you doing as an adult to see if you're autistic? You can change your life, change your the way your life goes by getting tested. And stop being in denial. And not so look true. at it as a failure but look at it as an opportunity to better yourself. That's so true. As an adult, we have to be held accountable for a lot of things. Well, if you have that learning disability and that disorder, you're going to be judged harshly. Why? Because you're in denial and you're not telling anybody that you need help to have a better life have work, you go to your jobs and your jobs hold you accountable because they feel like you're an adult now. And so they can't baby you because it's about your job. So that's why you can't be in denial like your parents was. And then in marriages, you can't be in denial because your spouse loves you. But if you're in denial and they see that that, you know, you may have, you know, that disorder. It's not fair to them to have to deal with something that you're in denial for. 
It's easier to help someone when they step out on faith to get help. Your spouses are going to stand by you faster when you stand up and say, hey, I need help. That is so true. It's it's big because I think, you know, people get scared about wanting to ask for help. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. And I know it's easier said than done. But I think all of us in whatever it is, whether it be this or any issues that we may be going through in life, when we step up and acknowledge the fact, okay, I might have something going on, the faster you can acknowledge it and deal with it, sometimes the less damage it can do with whatever it is. Um, and it just helps you better in the long run. So y'all, if you think that this is something that you might have or know a family member that might have it, please encourage them or encourage yourself to, you know, get the help that you need um, so that you, you can have, keep living a fruitful life and not be in fear or not be, you know, questioning what's going on. Yes. And just know that there are a lot of treatments out there that can help you have a full life. So, but you have to be the one to admit that you need the help and surround yourself with people that can help you. If your family members can't help you, there is professionals out here, therapists and, you know, doctors that can help you. There's no excuse for not asking for help. Most definitely. So I would like to end this by saying this. Autism is impacting a lot of children, a lot of adults. Just remember that autism affects 1 to 54 children. 40% of the children of autism are nonverbal. Autism is a fast-growing development disorder. There's no medical detection for autism. Don't be ashamed if your child has autism. Don't be ashamed that they're autistic. Talk to your pediatrician and give your child encouragement. Give the adult encouragement that what you see. If you're a spouse and you see that your, your husband or wife may be autistic, please speak up and encourage them to get tested. It can stop heartache in the future. I would say to you today, if you see an autistic child, look at them as a normal child because they are normal. They just have something that they have to deal with just like all of us. Agreed. To Cooper Kendig, I love you, kid. Just know you are my special friend. Tune in every Thursday to Talk in Tennessee. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Talk in Tennessee with Yavanka. Watch out for our weekly episodes from the first family of real estate. And check us out on the web, www.yavankasalsrealestate.com. See our videos on Yavanka's YouTube channel or find us on Facebook under Yavanka Landis and Twitter at Yavanka Landis. And don't forget to tell a friend about us. Until next time, Yavanka signing off.